Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Star Wars in the Galaxy. Watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. This is episode 81. But most importantly, this is the final episode of season 10 of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Um, I mean, maybe technically you can say next episode is our last one, but I'm considering next episode is like a, an episode in between seasons. But uh, what are we doing today, Jacob? Today, we are having a retrospective, a look back, a summarization of season seven of The Clone Wars. Indeed, season seven and Revenge of the Sith, we got um, uh, well, everything we did this season, we're going to be looking back on and we're going to see um, what we think of it all. Um, so do you want to just jump into it, Jacob? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first thing we usually talk about is our overall thoughts. So yeah, Eli, you want to you want to lead us off with your overall thoughts on season seven, and I guess I guess Revenge of the Sith as well. Yeah, this is some great content. I'm in, under no illusions that this is not good content. This is great content. Uh, there wasn't anything here that I really hated, frankly. Um, you know, starting with Crystal Crisis, going Crystal Crisis, Martez Sisters, Bad Batch, Siege, um, Revenge. I mean, that's a really solid package. I mean, they're, they are some of the darkest pieces of Star Wars media, which is not something I usually gravitate towards. I usually gravitate towards the more playful, more silly stuff. You know me? I like the I like yeah, the stuff that... Like a little uh, bit more upbeat. Yeah. I like the Clone Wars writers on drugs um, more than the Clone Wars writers on alcohol. Um, <laughs> you call them. Uh, but, uh, but... You can't deny that Shattered hits hard. You can't deny that Victory of Death hits hard. You can't oh, deny absolutely. that the Martez sisters arc is fantastic in every single way possible. Um, you know, even Crystal Crisis, which is probably my least favorite arc of all of them. You know, it was fun seeing what could have been. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Uh, sorry, one more thing. Revenge of the Sith is a masterpiece. Like, I know, like... There have been so many people on the internet who have like, oh, Revenge of the Sith is the best me piece of media ever made, like, outpassing the Mona Lisa and all that kind of stuff. No, I don't think that. But, like, it really is very good. Um, I, this season of In a Galaxy, if nothing else, has got me to appreciate Revenge of the Sith a hell of a lot more. It's not going to move up my rankings, but I really see how it fits into the pause, everyone, um, wait, before I say this word, watch this. If I say this word uh, a few more times, all the Diaz will pop out behind me. <laughs> Fits into the tapestry of Star Wars. Um, I'm baiting now. I'm fully baiting now. Um, uh, but I, I, Revenge of the Sith is so great, and I love a lot of the messages it provides in there, which I think are often misunderstood by fans, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I absolutely agree. So my overall thoughts, I really, really enjoyed season seven. Oh my goodness. It's such a great, it's such a great finale um, to Clone Wars. I have to say, this is not some criticism as, as it is just an observation, but it doesn't really feel like a fully fledged season. Obviously it's shorter, but just, you know, having those four big stories with not a ton not a ton there to weave them all together it definitely feels like they're just bundling the stories 
up so that they can tie up so that they can tie up all the loose ends. Nevertheless, it's very enjoyable. Um, the Siege of Mandalore arc, I think, is is peak Star Wars. It's some of the finest entertainment you'll find anywhere. Um, so absolutely no complaints. Revenge of the Sith. Um, Revenge of the Sith has only grown on me over the years, and it grew on me so so much this time. I think not only as a movie, um, but but as the keystone holding together all of the Clone Wars. Um, you know, watching it, having watched the Clone Wars, watching it in conjunction with the uh, Siege Mandalore arc, it just makes it that much better as well. And and when you add in that, it's 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 simply phenomenal. I can't say enough good things about how the experience, how how they all, how the Clone Wars, the Siege of Mandalore, it, it all just comes together with Revenge of the Sith to to make an absolutely fantastic experience. Absolutely, it the the culmination of the prequel era, the Order sixty six of it all, the Jedi purge, um, the the Republic turning into the Empire, um, all of these, you know, they they convalesce in this great sort of group of content. I has to use the word tapestry again because I'm gonna get sued for copyright infringement by Mister Diaz, which is fine. Um, uh, we have a legal damages fees down. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, no, but, like, they all create this really incredible, like, I love when Star Wars medias, like, inter- overlap and interconnect with each other in the way they do here. Yeah, um, abs- yeah, this is a prime example of how a piece of media can age so well. Oh, yeah. When it when it's combined with, with, um, with things that come after it. 100%. Uh, do you have anything else, or should we should go on to our rankings? Um, not anything else. Just overall, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of shocked that we we finally made it through all of the. Clone we Wars. did it. Um, we did it. I'm quite, I'm quite sad, honestly. I, I really love the Clone Wars. I think our show, our podcast, and the Clone Wars. I think I think the Clone Wars really lended itself to the way that we like to do things. Absolutely. And I really feel like it's been almost two years, not quite two years, almost two years though, well over a year and a half that we, you and me, like we've been immersed in the Clone Wars yep. almost every week, talking about it, discussing it, watching it, reflecting on it. And it's it's amazing that we've finally reached the end absolutely um i remember specifically um there was a um uh there was a tweet a while ago from um our good friend alberto at radio rebellion who is saying who who is recommending our show and she he's like these guys get the clone wars and i often forget that people started really listening to our show during when we were covering the clone wars like the early covering of the clone wars and people probably don't know us as much else And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to get beyond that. I'm so like, I'm eternally grateful for the Clone Wars. The the journey it's led us on to get where we are now is frankly incredible. We are now going to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, which is going to be, we're going to release this on probably Tuesday or Wednesday um, before the convention starts. Um, 
but we'll be down in Anaheim. We'll be, our primary goal, at least my primary goal, I don't want to speak for Jacob or anything, my primary goal is to meet up with some of the podcaster friends I've made during this thing, which is honestly a sentence I didn't think I was going to say during (laughs) January, February of 2020. Um, The Clone Wars has transformed our show, and while I'm completely grateful for it, I'm ready to move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so ready to see what's next. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy that we've had the Clone Wars. It's really, it's made the show, it's it's made the show what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm very very grateful. Yeah, me too. Um, let, let's let's do this. Uh, you have your ranking. I have my ranking. Um, go ahead, read yours from bottom to top. Right. In 16th, I have the Bad Batch episode. In 15th, I have On the Wings of Kiradax. In 14th, I have A Distant Echo. And in 13th, I had Unfinished Business. In 12th, I had A Death on Utapau. In 11th, In Search of the Crystal. In 10th, Crystal Crisis. In 9th, The Big Bang. In 8th, Deal No Deal. In seventh, gone with a trace. In sixth, the dangerous debt. In fifth, together again. In fourth place, old friends not forgotten. My third best episode was the Phantom Apprentice. My second favorite was Victory and Death. And my favorite episode of season seven of the Clone Wars, Shattered. I think you'll be interesting. Uh, I think you'll be shocked and interested in my list. I'm I'll sure I will. That. Let's hear it. Okay, number sixteen, a death on Utapau. Number 15, Crystal Crisis. Number 14, On the Wings of Kiridax. Number 13, Deal No Deal. Number 12, Unfinished Business. Number 11, Gone with a Trace. Number 10, In Search of the Crystal. Number 9, A Distant Echo. Number 8, The Big Bang. Number 7, The Bad Batch. Number 6, Together Again. Number 5, Old Friends Not Forgotten. Number 4, Dangerous Debt. Number three, The Phantom Apprentice. Number two, Shattered. And number one, Victory and Death. So mm, that's a very, very interesting list. Very different from mine. What a what a surprise! Philosophies. Yeah, what a surprise. Never seen that one. Never seen that one before. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but, but I, I did. If you notice, I did put pretty much all of the episodes kind of together as arcs in my ranking that's not because i'm trying to be lazy i genuinely thought that all the episodes just mesh together so well as arcs that it it is kind of from my perspective it is so difficult to rank them outside of that i get that that I'm, i'm just kind of you know saying okay this is the best arc and these are the uh these are the best episodes within that arc that being said i still do like i still do think that um any episode from the siege of mandalore arc for me is better than the rest of the episodes any episode from maybe maybe it's not as true for the rest but at least for siege of mandalore all four of those episodes are so far clear of anything else in this season that it's it's not like i'm it's not like i'm making it into a tier list or anything it's just how it shook out yeah. Just, just <laughs> there there are a couple of things I, I love to talk about. First one, 
Well, first one that we have similar, um, our top three are identical. I mean, like, not in order, but like, our top three are Shattered Victory and Death and Phantom Apprentice. The order that we have them yeah. in is a little shuffled. We both have Phantom at three, um, and then you have Victory and Death at, at two, and Shattered at one, and I have Shattered at yes. two, Victory and Death at one. I know a lot of people. Very similar. I think I'm, I know a lot of people will sh- be shocked by both of our lists because I know that The Phantom Apprentice is a really popular episode and many people's number ones. Um, but uh, it's a fantastic it, episode. It's a fantastic episode, and I and I have nothing against it. But it's not so order. It's not order sixty six, and it's yeah. not victory and death for me. Yeah, that's my. There problem. are so many seasons of the Clone Wars where that where the Phantom Apprentice could take the number one spot. But it's just because it's because the other two exist. The other two existing. Yeah. You know. So yeah. But but yeah, it's a it's a tremendous episode. Yeah. I I I, I love the Phantom Apprentice. I love all four of those episodes. I will say I think You know, in each in each time I watch around, I get more and more meaning out of Phantom Apprentice, Shattered, and Victory and Death. I will say this though, I don't feel like I get a lot more meaning out of Old Friends Not Forgotten. Not that it isn't good, but that I don't like discover new things about it every single time. At least for me, I see. Which is why I put the Dangerous Death, the Martez Sisters arc episode, above it. Because I do think that 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 episode is genuinely great, and I think there is a lot to be said about that episode, and I think it is a more well-rounded episode in general. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a very. I mean, there, the problem here is that so many of these episodes are are at such a. They're just coming through at such a high level that it's it's hard to. Uh, it's hard to it's yeah. hard to pick at least for me so i had a very difficult time but what, what other episodes in particular did you want to focus on if we're kind of talking about where our lists are similar different well speaking of differences we gotta talk about the bad batch we do yeah last so on your you, list seventh on mine yeah i mean what did you like about this that made it put you that made you put it in the in the in the higher part you know Frankly, I think this episode is just a lot of fun. I I, th- I think this episode. And actually, actually, I'm I'm I might like if if I thought about it, like I might actually think a distant echo might be a little bit better. Um, but whatever, I put it in the order I put it. Um, it's that nostalgia. I remember watching it and and when it came out, I'm like, holy shit, the Clone Wars is back. Um, it yeah. was a magical feeling and that like sweeping nostalgia and like just the way the shots are framed and the way the batch is introduced and and Maxie's animation is to, they're just also great and I, th- I think there's something really classic about this episode I didn't I know there's probably not as much about like on the intellectual level and the deep themes and stuff like that with this episode but it's just such a fun time yeah um and I do think that Bad Batch and Edison Echo are truly great I think on the wings of Kyrdax, not so much. Unfinished business, not so much. Um, but yeah. that's just my opinion. For me, I think the reason that Bad Batch is at the very bottom for me, 
and I had a problem with all these episodes for a similar reason. Just the way that the characters, the Bad Batch, were introduced, the way that that was handled, it just kind of hamstrung for me the whole thing. Just because I think they didn't have, they did, they weren't really given much, much depth um, or much development in that time. And obviously, they saved that for later for the Bad Batch. But it, it just, it, it just kind of. I think it just hamstrung this uh, this episode, especially in this arc, especially. Yeah, no, I um, I agree. I think there is a lot of. Like, I think we'll see the Bad Batch develop them a lot more as characters, and I hope they continue to do more because even when the Bad Batch develops them as characters, some of them get developed more than others. But um, we'll we're, we'll see. Um, We'll see that later on. Um, anything else you want to talk about about our rankings? Um, anything else in the rankings? Actually, let's talk about Crystal Crisis. Let's talk about all four episodes. All right, so yeah. you had them from 9 to 12. I had them at 16, 15, 11, and, not, and 8, respectively. Um, I have to be honest with you. If you had to make me choose between the Bad Batch and Crystal Crisis, I would choose the Bad Batch. But it seems yeah. that you would choose Crystal Crisis. Yeah. Walk me through Even that. Despite the absolutely cursed animation, despite everything, I still found it a really interesting story. I would have loved to see yeah. it be brought to life in full animation in that way. Um, and I just think as a story... I can see, I can I can clearly see why they chose to leave that one on the cutting room floor and why they chose to move forward with the Bad Batch story. Um, I know I can see all the reasons, you know, continuity with the story, um, leading into um, the Siege of Mandalore, leading into the Bad Batch, the show. But even so, I just I just liked I quite frankly liked it better. I just like Crystal Crisis better as a story. I thought it was a little bit more tight. I thought it was, it just, to me, it was more appealing. It made more sense. It felt more accessible. I didn't feel the the same problems of it being very cliched um, or kind of trying to take on too much. So that's why I liked it better. Yeah, I don't think my problem with it was it being cliched. I think it felt a little janky for me. I think it felt a little bit like disjointed, honestly. Yeah. Um, but it definitely I, felt like an un, it definitely felt like unfinished product for sure. Yeah, and I don't mean that that with the animation. I mean with the story. But um, yeah. but I I did like it. I think the Big Bang is genuinely a good episode. Um, and uh, and, and I liked In Search of the Crystal as well. Um, should we before we move on? Should we talk about the the two big guns at the top? Let's do it. Let's talk about Victory and Death versus Shattered. Or two, uh, or one two for me, and two one for you. Um, why shattered over victory and death? I, obviously, they're both. I think they're both phenomenal episodes. I, I easily could have put victory and death as number one. It was a, to- it was almost a toss up for me. Um, for starters, so it's not that I have ex- incredibly strong feelings one way or the other. I just think that in in shattered, just the way that they do order sixty six the 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 space emotionally that they provide for ahsoka and rex 
um, to have that conversation and everything that happens with them, especially just the the suspense and the way that they handle the lead up to Order 66. I think it's just it's just so amazingly, incredibly outstandingly done. Um, and I think that gives it a slight edge. But Victory and Death, obviously, is an absolutely phenomenal episode as well. Victory and Death, at least for me, and the reason why I put it at number one, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's unmistakably grim. Don't get me wrong. It's unmistakably grim. But I'm a sucker for... Under all that darkness, there's just that spark of hope. There's just that little spark yeah. of hope. I, 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 that gets me. I love that. Um, and y'all have heard me rant on Twitter, on this show, on other shows about the helmet in the fucking snow. And I will do that rant until I die because that shot is incredible. Like, that shot blows my mind every time I think about it. I am still, like... Like, it has been oh, a little over two years since we first saw saw that shot, and I'm still not recovered from seeing that shot. Like, I, yeah. it, it is... I mean, that, that is absolutely incredible, you're right. It, it, is, it, is an, it is absolutely mind-breaking shot for me, and it's, I just, like, I, I just have so much love for that episode. I also think the Y-Wing landing sequence is extremely fun. And oh, yeah. um, it, it, it like it, it's very much like a Rex and Ahsoka are falling down from like the 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 structure overhead of the Star Destroyer that they once do in this tiny little Y wing. Um, yeah. So much symbolism, great uh, there, and it's it's just awesome. Um, we already kind of covered our yeah, best it episode. Is kind of, it is kind of the perfect send off for the Clone. Yeah. Wars. It's the perfect we already kind of covered our famous our best episode. Um, uh, being. Uh, being victory and death, and uh, being uh, shattered for you. What's your favorite moment from Revenge of the Sith? Oh my goodness, my favorite moment from Revenge of the Sith. That's so. There are so many fantastic moments in the movie. It's hard to choose. I think ultimately, I would have to go with Obi Wan defeating Anakin and delivering his little speech. You know, you were my brother, Anakin. I love you. Said that you would destroy this Sith, you know, everything that happens there and just watching Anakin's agony and and just knowing everything that sets up and every and just in that moment being able to think through everything that has happened in the Clone Wars throughout Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship in the previous movies and everything that is still to happen with Obi-Wan and and Vader and Luke and all the way their destinies are intertwined. It just it just hits so hard. It just yeah. hits so hard. Absolutely. Um, oh, it, it, the, that 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 ending speech is just so great. The ending speech is just so great. Um, mine would have to be the, the 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 just this one sentence by Palpatine. I mean, the whole like scene surrounding it, but this sentence defines it. Henceforth, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic. Empire to ensure a safe and secure society. The political messaging we got around that, the like, ha you know, democracies aren't aren't um, the the democracies aren't overthrown. They're they're given away with all of the comparisons we made to various 
um, U.S. and um, other world, other um, international dictatorships and fascist regime, regimes over the years. Like it's it hits me in a new light now. It really gets me, and it, it's it's really prescient to this time period that we're living in. Um, with a rise with the rise of a lot of authoritarian um, tendencies in this country, and I'm I really. Uh, I really do. I really do love that scene, and I think it's executed extremely well as well. Yeah. That's um, another. That is an absolutely great option. Um, best characters. Uh, well, first we did. We need to do worst. Oh. Worst episode. Well, worst episode. Um, mine was a death on Udapau, which I didn't really talk about, which was. Which, which, frankly, uh, like I know you love the peeling back the layers thing, but I think that that episode did the peeling back the layers a little too slowly, for my taste. Um, I'll uh, I'll just say that, and let's get to the best characters. Yeah. Um, best character. Who do you got? I, actually, no. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let's do worst moment from Revenge of the Sith. Well, moment from Revenge of the Sith can't you can I you can't not even. see it? can't even pick a worst moment honestly i think there was nothing in this movie this time around that i really disliked honestly so yeah i don't i really i really have nothing mine would probably be that one scene with um obi-wan and yoda and mace windu and the lat carrier um you know the um is he not the chosen one is will is he not to destroy the sith and bring balance to the false so the prophecy says, <clears throat> a prophecy misread may have been. Do nothing and just let the plot move forward, we will. Act like shit to him, we still will. Does nothing, nothing, this he does. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a bit superfluous. It's a bit superfluous in my eyes. But that's just me. Um, who's your best character from this these medias? So, I mean, best characters, um, you know, I like to kind of choose some side characters. So in terms of the Clone Wars, you're going to hate me for this, but I, I love Maul. I thought Maul was great. Um, he, played, he played the role perfectly. I'm sorry. He played the role perfectly. Um, uh, Rex. I love Rex in this, especially in, um, in the Siege of Mandalore arc. I love kind of us being able to see him reflect a little bit more on his life um those are my picks and then man for the for under the sith i don't really know what to pick maybe bail maybe bail organa he's just he seems like such a nice presence um he was yeah. he was great bail's great, great. The Jedi Jim, him. and obviously Jimmy Smith you know, is, is a goat yeah just knowing knowing what he becomes having read um the Leia novel, just being able to see him there is it feels so meaningful with that context. Absolutely. Um mine I, I, I tend to do more main characters and stuff like that. I, I couldn't not award it to Anakin, frankly. Anakin's journey through both the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, obviously, I think is incredibly well executed in this time period. And I think he has I I think that that, you know, I, I've had some Decent gripes with Anakin's 
execution in early Clone Wars and in in episodes one and two, but I think they really nail it here in later Clone Wars and three. I think they really capture what he's struggling with, what's been put on him, uh, how he excels, how he is, how how he fails, who he is as a person. I think th- I think it's really great, and I think there's not a better character study of Anakin than season seven combined with Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah. Worst character. Who'd you put? You know, you know, I gotta say Bo-Katan. Oh yeah. I just don't like Bo-Katan. <laughs> okay. So you? I could, I, I couldn't stomach Maul for this. I, I was gonna say Maul because that's a cliche answer, and he's actually quite good in this. Wait, wait and see how you react to that one. Like, like I don't like him as a character, but like, like you know, I can't deny the role he plays is good. My pick, I picked Indente from uh the Crystal Crisis arc. Oh yeah. I thought he was quite annoying. I thought he was just one of those like one of the, I think he was I think I thought he was like just another addition to the pantheon of OC Sobex and um uh Rift Hampsons and uh Nosarais and Gungan's name, Rishlu, um and like all those like henchmen who Dooku's like, I better not see you fuck up and they're like, No, we're not gonna fuck up and then they fuck up and um And, um, and then they inevitably fuck up, and they're like, oh no, what do I do? And Duke yeah, is like, I, mean, I fucking kinda, told you! That's kind of what we get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, do you want to just go, uh, coolest new new thing you noticed from the rewatch? What do you got for this one? Coolest thing I noticed from the rewatch? How closely tied, how closely synced up the Siege of Mandalore was with revenge of the sith the way we actually got dialogue and shots from revenge of the sith recreated i thought that was such a cool touch i really like that yeah I, um i'm i'm grateful for um the dark side of the force article written by our good friend Megdal that we used um it was really fun like doing the interweaving doing the seeing the connections more closely with each other mine was the political messaging of sith I forgot how deeply political of a movie that is. Like that is the most political Star Wars movie of all of Absolutely. all of them, and I really appreciated how they weave that so seamlessly into the main plot of their story. Um, and finally, favorite planet. What do you got? My favorite planet would have to be Mandalore. It was absolutely gorgeous in the Siege of Mandalore. I love the side we saw of it. There were so many, so many different cool scenes so many different great locations that they used with um with um you know with maul and the duel um with ahsoka you know with running through the underworld uh, the throne room there was just a lot to love about that yeah absolutely um mandalore is great um i chose another planet from the clone wars in seven i chose skako minor um, I really love the atmosphere of Skako Minor. I love what takes place there, mostly in a distant echo. I think it's great, and I think we should get more stuff on Skako Minor, mostly because Skakoans are fucking great. Um, love, love me some Skakoans. In the meantime, though, thank you for listening to season ten of Star Wars in a Galaxy. We're so excited to bring you season eleven, which is going to be the Bad Batch. Um, 
And in, in the meantime, uh, follow us on Twitter at In the Galaxy Pod, Instagram at Star Wars in the Galaxy. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll be there. If we're not, email us at swinagalaxy at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star rating and review if you can on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help our visibility. Um, and in the meantime, may the force be with you. Always.